Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If you're wondering where Sponsor is, it is Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full effect, college and pro. From the latest odds, totals, player performance, even the next fired head coach, Bet Online is the number one spot of all your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile phone to sign up today and receive 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code B-L-E-A-V to get started. That is Believe. And it's not just basketball on Bet Online. It's your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC eyes right to the, the Winter Olympics, which is best for business. From sports right down to our favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your online waging destination. Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to wager your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome back to An Athlete's Journey. I am your host, Travis Reed. Today, we have a special guest, uh, a close personal friend of mine who, you know, kind of grew up watching, you know, and we played together in college. He doesn't know him, but he gave me so much good advice through college, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, he was the only person at that time uh, that was going through exactly what I was going through. Which, which means, you know, he came from Syracuse to Long Beach State. I came from UCLA to Long Beach State. So, like, we were the only two guys coming from, like, high-level programs to, um, you know, like, quote-unquote mid-majors. Mid and back then, it wasn't no transfer and play like it is now. Yeah, like, back sure. then, you had to sit out a whole year of college, <laughs> you know. So, I even thanked him on my senior year speech because – of all the great advice that uh, you know he gave me, and I can see he doesn't know this. Maybe he does. Maybe I told him, but I just respected the <laughs> hell out of him as a as a as a player, as a teammate, and as a friend. Uh, Mr. Rock Lloyd, welcome to the show, Rock. What up? What up, T Rex? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No, I didn't know that. I, I thought I was a lousy teammate. So I got it. <laughs> but that, that's pretty. That's pretty good insight to know. <laughs> no, no, definitely, man. Like I said, Rock doesn't realize that he's the one that talked me out of going to the G League or D League at the time. He told me how it was. Like, yeah, T Rex, you don't want to do this. This is hard. You know, yeah. five yeah. dudes in the apartment. It's just like JC, and you might yeah. be in. You know. Yeah. New Willacoochee, Georgia. And I was like, yeah, none, none against Willacoochee. <laughs> but I, was, I wasn't I was feeling it. He was like, go make money overseas. I used his agent 
uh, to get me overseas, you know? And so, yeah, Rock, I said, Rock, me and Rock are intertwined a lot more than what he he, he think he know. <laughs> so. That's good yeah. shit. Appreciate you know what I'm saying? saying? So, and now, like I said, his son is one of the top players in the country. Play just like his daddy. He's just taller and skinnier, you know? His dad was much thicker, <laughs> you know? But, you know, his son's going to Nebraska. I think his son is an NBA pro. Um, you know, I've watched them, you know, kind of grow up, you know, all the, all the high school, you know, even the highlights that, uh, that I've seen, you know, online from him, you know, son, I was like, you know, his son can play. His son learned the rock taught him well. And I, like I said, even my dad who, you know, watches ball, he was like, oh yeah, no rock son's a pro. <laughs> he, played just like his, he played just like his daddy. <laughs> so. But, but like, let's get into it, Rock. You know, we'll get into you and your journey. You know what I'm saying? How did your journey of basketball start? Uh, well, you know, I'm from I'm from what we call America uh, basketball. That's, you know, Harlem, New York. Uh, and I just had to throw that job. <laughs> yeah, of course, um, of course. <laughs> but no, nah, man, you know, honestly, you know, basketball actually wasn't even really my favorite sport growing up. You know, I um I started off playing baseball. Uh, and then I transitioned to football, uh, and you know my my older cousin and the kids around my neighborhood started to play basketball. So I couldn't really play baseball and football by myself. So I just started to go to the park and just just be there just to be with my friends, you know. So that's kind of really how it started. Um, you know, I was a little little chubbier kid back then. You know, I was pretty athletic and everything, but I really didn't have any interest in playing basketball. Um, and then I, you know, I just continued to play for a hobby. You know, obviously, you know, growing up in New York City, uh, basketball is really just a way of life. Like even guys that don't play basketball, like trying to make it somewhere, some play basketball. Like that's just what we did for our pastime, you know? So eventually, man, I just started to really, uh, you know, slim out, got a little taller, started to get athletic and found myself actually starting to be pretty good at the game. And then I just kind of fell in love with it since then. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, you already just answered, like, did you play any other sports? So baseball was your yeah. sport and football as well. Um, did you, were you part of the AAU circuit? Did you do all that? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I eventually uh, started <laughs> to play for New York City the Gauchos, you know, at the time. And pro, I don't know about now, but at the time, Gauchos and another program called Riverside, uh, you know, Riverside Hawks was a, the top two programs in New York City. So if you were if if you were any good, you most likely played one of those programs, uh, and I and I ended up playing. For, I actually I actually started off playing with some other local teams. Um, in my first experience playing against Gauchos, I think they beat us. Score was like 113, like 17, <laughs> something like that. And um, dang, <laughs> but I had 17. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So right, so. Right. Uh, you know, that was that was the beginning of my little AU experience because after that, um, the, the Gauchos actually, you know, recruited me from that game and I became part of their program. And I, I've been with them all through uh, probably from seventh grade all the way through high school. Okay. I mean, it's always the case. I remember the, the way I got to ARC with Jason and Jerry Collins. I was playing with my dad's team. They beat us by like 25. You know, but I had like 25 20. better than 100, though. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> no, we we got the most we got blown out was by Shay's team. They beat us by like 56, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that was like, oh, okay. So, 
the Boys and Girls Club eight is different levels. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a different <laughs> level. You figure that out real quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So this is different. So, but no, I mean, that's cool. Okay. So you're playing for, obviously, I didn't, I, I know about the Gauchos. I know about church. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've had, you know, countless NBA guys from New York. Absolutely, yeah. You know, so I know, you know, I played against, you know, Riverside Church a lot with Elvin Brand and Ron Artest, you know, yeah, growing yeah. up. So, yeah. Um. What high school did you go to, and what was your most memorable moment in high school? Uh, I went to a school called Connell Hayes High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Connell Hayes. They're actually, like, top 15 in the country right now, too. Um, but at the time, you know, the time that I went there, uh, the claim of fame basketball-wise for the school was the fact that we that Jimmy Black, who was a point guard in North Carolina, went there and Jamal Mashburn at the time. Mm-hmm. Um at the time, I was, you know, in the 90s in New York City, uh, I mean, the talent was just phenomenal. You know, like we, Cardinal Hayes was part of the number one, uh, the number one uh, league in the country at the time. Um, schools, Cardinal Hayes, uh, LaSalle Academy, St. Raymond's, Rice High School, and All Hollows made up the league. And three of, three of those teams were top 10 in the country. You know, with, with, with some guys who went on, obviously, to play D1 and some pros. So my school necessarily wasn't extremely known uh, uh, for, for basketball as much. But my like I said, my older cousin who influenced me a lot to play uh, was there. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go there and, and kind of play with him. Um, we ended up playing together, I think, my sophomore year. And he was a senior, I, I believe. And probably my most memorable moments, which, which – uh, didn't have really much to do with like me per se, but the fact that like one day, you know, back then they didn't have the internet and all that. So being in a newspaper was like a huge deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, one day, one day we had a game, me and my cousin, we actually like, you know, played really well down the stretch and we mm-hmm. won the game like in overtime. So like in the morning, when I, when I wake up in the morning, you know, the first thing you do is you, you go run to the papers to see, you know, <laughs> You got you got some love, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I opened the paper, and there's this picture of me and my cousin. Like I'm I'm trying to get ready to dunk or something. My cousin is right there, and you know I'm telling my mom, it's like, yo, who this dude did all that work I did last night? Who this dude they put in the paper? And you know, I looked again. I was like, oh, that's me. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and then I had read the article, and it was like, you know, they called us brothers at the time, but they didn't know they was just like Lloyd brothers triumph, you know, over whatever school we played. So like that meant that meant a lot to me, you know, for us to be able to do that. That was probably like one of my most memorable moments, even though I had a lot more moments that was probably more glorified to the public. But for me personally, like, you know, that was a big deal. But that was my first time in the newspaper, you know, first time being uh, an article with my family. So it meant a lot. Oh, and that's that's that is tight. And like obviously I I remember watching you uh playing in the Magic Johnson. Round yeah. ball classic game, and obviously with Kobe and uh, you know Tim yeah, Thomas, I think yeah. all them dudes played in it. So I was like, you know, I watched your career because I heard about you, you know, in high school. Obviously, you know, yeah. from New York. Back then, all we did was hear about each other and read about each other because you couldn't just turn. Yeah, exactly. Watch, exactly. You know, exactly. watch guys. So everybody knew everybody's name, and you had to go to the tournament and be like, "Yo, which one is that Travis kid?" Yo, I'm gonna get <laughs> yeah, <out here." laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I said. Like the only I remember back then, it was only two games that was on TV. 
the McDonald's yeah. in the Magic yeah. Round Ball. Magic that Round Ball. That, that was, was it. There wasn't yeah. nobody else on. There was nothing else on TV yeah. that you see the guys. Yeah. You know, so I was like, oh, oh, okay. Because I remember, you know, like you were rated ahead of Kobe and Corey Benjamin. Obviously, you know, Corey's my boy. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I don't, I don't know if I was ever rated ahead of Kobe. Maybe Corey, maybe Corey, but. Those two was well. You were two. up there. You were up there. I remember. I that. was in the same echelon as those. Yeah, those yeah, guys for yeah, sure. Yeah, but those yeah. those dudes right there, boy, in high school was, was like they were special. Corey, no. Corey, Nicholas, and Kobe. But yeah, I was definitely in the same class for sure. No, yeah, no. Like I said, Corey's probably the best, one of the best high school athletes I've ever seen. You know, like absolutely, as as like yeah. athletically, like he was. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Stupid, you know, like athletic, yeah. you know, and so. All right, all right. So you're obviously one of the top players in the country uh, mm -hmm. coming out of New York. Was Syracuse your first choice? Did you did you go on any recruiting trips or you know how did that college team? Yeah, was? well, Syracuse. You know, um, you know, I you know I grew up in New York City, so obviously, you know, Syracuse to me, I was always a fan of Syracuse. You know, like I loved I love Syracuse. Um, you know, growing up watching watching them, it seemed like they was on like every day, especially on the East Coast. Uh, my dad actually went to Syracuse for a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. played football a little bit there. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I was ecstatic when when they uh, kind of made me a priority, uh, recruiting wise. Um, so I did, you know, at the time, the Big East to me was was undoubtedly the best conference in the country, in my opinion. You know, being an East Coast guy, that's you know, that's what you no, know, and that's what you see. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, the, the year my senior year in high school, uh, we had you know, in the Big East was Allen Iverson, Kerry Kittles, Ray Allen. You know, I, I want John Wallace at the Q's. Like, you know, I don't want to short people, but it was a lot of talent in that conference. So they were always on, and you know, I, I basically told everybody that recruited me that like, if you wasn't in the Big East, you don't really need to call me. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, I kind of cut my recruitment, you know, off like from the from the head because I knew for a fact that I was going to the Big East. Yeah, you, know <laughs> you wasn't going anywhere so, else. Okay, I, I, it was yeah. Then I, you know, I'm you know, you know me, I'm brutally honest. You know, I am. I'm gonna say what I gotta say, and mm -hmm. you know, I just told coaches that you know I appreciate it, but if you're not in the Big East, you, you won't waste time calling me. So. Well, make a long story short, I had some visits. I had a bunch of home visits. At the time, we did home visits. I don't even think they do that anymore. But, <laughs> yeah, I haven't had one home visit with my son. We used to always, like, like I don't know. It's just way different now. But we had home visits. I had, like, half the Big East at the house. And then I got five official visits. I went to Rutgers, my first visit. And then my next visit, I went to Syracuse. Uh, the next weekend, I was supposed to go to UConn and so on and so forth. But I committed on my uh, weekend at Syracuse. And then mm -hmm. I was it. So it was my dream school. You know, it's where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. I didn't see any need to continue the recruiting process when I felt like I was comfortable with going to that school. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, trust me, that's how I felt when I was at UCLA. You know, when we all, we actually came in together, me, Billy, uh, me, Billy, Rico, we all came in on a recruiting trip together. They bunched us all yeah. up. And I was like, man, I got to go. This is it. When you know, you know, you know. Like, I was going I, to UCLA even after, lab, I mean, uh, hair got fired. I was still going to UCLA, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I know, I know. So the biggest difference between high school and college, in your opinion, from your first year? 
Uh, for my first year, you know, the biggest difference was, you know, understanding defense, uh, defensive schemes, mm. you know, understanding the size of athleticism and uh, scouting reports, you know, things of that nature. Uh, you know, like I, I used to, like in high school, you know, I would go to the basket and once I jump, you know, people would just literally move out of my way. Because <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, well, when I got to college, you know, I had to learn. You, you have to learn how to play almost again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like back, like my school back then, like we were, we were really good. We were top school in the city by the time I seen years. So, but you know, when you're really talented in high school, like you know, you 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 can develop bad habits and get away with certain things that you can't get away at the next level. So, you just have to learn those things. You know, when maturity kicks in. You know, it's almost like going from playing a boy sport to a man sport. And even if you're talented and you know how to play, you could actually be a better talent than a lot of people on the team or in college, but they still can be better players than you at that time because they understand the college game. So just learn the college game over again and, you know, learning learning how to be coached. You know what I'm saying? Because, you, you know, you kind of could get away with things in high school. You know, and uh, so just learning, you know, learning, learning the college, learning how to score. For me, I was a scorer. So the biggest thing was learning how to score at the college level. Makes sense. That makes sense. You're one of the, you know, one of the top players in the country. You, you know, you come into Syracuse. Was it like, what, what, what made you transfer to Long Beach State? You know, like, was it time? Was it, you know, what, yeah. you know, what was going on with that? Well, it was it was a combination of a lot of things, you know. Uh, it was almost it's almost like a buildup of things, you know. Uh, you know, obviously, first first of all, you coming in and you all freshmen think that they're gonna get a certain amount of playing time. You know, the recruiting process obviously makes you feel that way, you know. And sometimes, not even just the process; it's just exactly what the coach tell you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so. So the, my playing time wasn't exactly happy with my playing time, and then it just was a this just was a, a a conflict a personality conflict between myself and the head coach, uh, and and that just boiled over into a lot of things, you know, uh, uh, me uh, me myself, you know, being immature and handling situations immaturely at the time, being an eighteen year old freshman, and probably probably the first time, on the, you know, in your life as a basketball player, having this much conflict and having this much uh, difficulties, you know, ever as a player, mm-hmm. you know, and, and learning how to uh, adjust and adapt to that. You know, I, I handle things uh, immaturely uh, in reaction to what coaches started or whatever. So, you know, it just turns into a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, I love Syracuse then. I love it to this day. Um, it just didn't work out for me at the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes you look back and wonder if you should have stayed or you shouldn't have stayed, but you know, God's plan is God's plan. So it is what it is. It's where, you know, we, I moved on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, when, when you decided you were going to transfer, um, how was your process, you know, from, cause it's a, it's a different kind of recruiting from like, yeah. you know, like high school to like being a college yeah, transfer, for sure, for sure, you know, so especially back then, you know, back then it was yeah, a different kind of like so. thing. So um, it, it was it was extremely difficult for me because you're in a position uh, where, you know, you need you want to transfer um, and 
legally you're not allowed to to talk to uh, to colleges while you're in school at the time. You know, at the time, you couldn't start your recruiting process while you was at another school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like coaches wouldn't really want to hear from you. And then, uh, and then of course, I played for, you know, I played for a Hall of Fame coach who knows damn near every coach in the business. And they, you know, at the end of the day, they always together, no matter what. You know right. what I'm saying? We just players. We come a dime a dozen. So I know a lot of the schools that I was interested in and was interested in, and me at the time, you know, were almost probably like friends of my coach. Mm. So everything I tried to do, you know, was kind of like blocked because, you know, like Syracuse almost was like re-recruiting me again because they really didn't want me to leave, you know? So I had different schools that I was, I was dealing with. You know, I was dealing with Kentucky, Georgia Tech, Florida State, in uh, Louisville, you know, at the time. And those, those schools just happened to be, uh, all of those coaches were kind of in their coaching fraternity, you know, like they are. So, you know, word gets back and then you to kind of shut your water off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was difficult, man. You know, I, you know, I'm going to go ahead and keep talking because I know what some of the next questions are, how I actually ended up at Long Beach State. Uh, so, Throughout that process, you know, I ended up uh, taking a visit to Louisville mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, Louisville was actually the school that I committed to uh, when I was transferring. Uh, Denny Crum was there at the time. Uh, Denny Crum wasn't with no politics. He didn't care. He was like, Yo, you want to come here? We got a spot for you, you know, and I felt comfortable there. I had some friends on the team already and uh, mm-hmm. I committed, but then they ended up having some um, NCAA violations or something. And mm-hmm. I think they got banned from like the tournament or something like that. So that kind of made me change my mind about uh, going in because I had a chance, wanted to have a chance to play. And I ended up going to uh, Long Beach State and the connection with Long Beach. First of all, I had, never been in, I had never been in California, period, in my life before I even went on my visit to Long Beach State. Oh, okay. okay. So I went there because obviously you know this story, but the head coach at Long Beach State at the time was the coach that recruited me at Syracuse. So I've known him since I was like 13 years old. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, transferring then at that time, you know, you just wanted to make sure that you know your 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 stuff was solidified. You know you didn't have any time to go through no BS again. So I went with someone who I thought I trust, which was you know who I trusted, which was Wayne Morgan. He was longtime assistant at Syracuse, and that's how I ended up at Long Beach State. Nah, yeah, like I said, it's the same kind of thing, man. Like you be thinking, like man, you know, like where the hell am I gonna go? <laughs> I gotta, I can't mess this up because I can't transfer again. You can't transfer again. You gotta make <laughs> it, you gotta make it work, so. Yeah. You, ain't, you know, I'll do what you gotta make sure you with the right people because uh, picking colleges and decisions and all that, you gotta make sure the right people have your best interests in mind, you know, when you go into these schools. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely, 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 definitely. It's the same thing. I wanted to stay, I knew for Long Beach State, I knew I wanted to stay home. I actually was going to commit to Oklahoma. That's when they had Calvin Sampson. He was the coach. I went on the trip there. But I was like, man, I really don't want to come out to Oklahoma. It ain't nothing in Norman, Oklahoma. Nothing. It's pretty pretty hard to go other places when you raise out here in California. You know, a lot of y'all. Y'all get spoiled. You know, you don't want to go anywhere else, man. You got this Cali love out here. And then you, y'all don't know how to act when y'all get away from the, the, the crib. Hey, it's very true. You know, we are yeah. very spoiled out here. It's hard to leave this fun in the sun. 
You know, yeah. I remember, uh, like I said, I went on a, I went to Tennessee on a recruiting trip, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, I even went to Rhode Island because uh, Jim Herrick was there. Uh, yeah. And I was like, man, it just seems like. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats in your face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next gen to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use the NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, You'll never have to worry about slow connection either. And plans to start under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash B-L-E-A-V or use the code B-L-E-A-V, that is BELIEVE, to get 70% off your NordVPN plus additional month for free. It's no risk because it's a money back guarantee. I can't do it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. So, you know, Long Beach became the school for myself. So, but yeah, I remember that. Um, so, I was going, this is what the people want to know, you know, yeah. what do you remember about our college battles against each other? That's what everybody really want to know. <laughs> our, our college battles against each other? I got to move because these damn dogs are going crazy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird because battling wise against each other, we didn't really have much battles. Yeah, sure. We was always my number because we were on the same team yeah, all the time. Yeah. You know, whether it's in practice or whatever. Um, but like you said, the uniqueness of our relationship stems from us coming from these programs, you know, and going through uh similar situations, uh going back to what we call like a mid-major, like you said. You know, a lot of what you talked about, what I remember most is that, you know, we instantly connected because we, you know, had those similar uh, situations yeah. and both had to adapt to the differences at the time, especially between the mid-majors and the, you know, and the high power stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think those gaps are, are a little closer now than they were then. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the insurgence of the, uh, of, 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 you know, the kids, these, I give this generation a lot of credit because, you know, they're empowering themselves. You know, they're, they're like, before when we came out, you had to go to certain schools to get looks and get off and you had to deal with coaches and systems and this and that. But these kids now are, are doing things, they're empowering themselves as the athlete and they're going to different schools and they're making it happen from there. So I, I think as a result of the talent being spread out a little bit more, uh, you know, schools are, are getting, uh, you know, better, better facilities, and, you know, better support, better gear and TV contracts, which is huge mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. everybody's on TV now, you know, was that wasn't the case when we, when we were coming out, you had to be certain conference, certain school, and you was always on TV, you always seen the same schools on TV all the time. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So we had to adapt to big differences from what I think, you know, the weight rooms, the facility, the gear, you, you know, is different. Yeah. So I think that's where, you know, we really um, connected at, you know, knowing that we came from those places. And then, you know, it was time for us to partner up 
and like do something special in the Big West where people people expected that from us and we expected it from ourselves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was more of a camaraderie than a battle because, you know, we knew we came here just for a mission and we both was focused on that mission coming from those schools. We needed to prove to people that it wasn't us. We wasn't the problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's very true. You know, That's very so. true. That's very true. <laughs> what would you feel was your greatest uh, triumph in college? In college, you know, as an individual, um, I don't know what my greatest triumph was because I, I you know, I felt, I always feel like I underachieved in college for me. Right, right. You know, I um, I felt like I could have done more. Uh, I felt like I couldn't. I could have gotten better. I couldn't did, did some things differently. But that's just the maturity in me now. You know, talking back. Um, you know, I just enjoy. I enjoy my experience overall, man. Like I just, I just love to compete uh, against against people. Um, I, you know, just love playing basketball. Like I just had an opportunity, you know, these are things that I probably would have never thought of at a younger age, but when you get older and it's all done and said done, uh, you appreciate uh, a lot of the small things that you can take for granted while you're playing. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just more about opportunity. You know, like I just, I, I look back and I just appreciate the opportunity to compete and play. You know, obviously I didn't get to my ultimate goal, which I felt like, you know, obviously all our goals are to get to the NBA. Um, and for me, coming short of that makes me feel as if I underachieved uh, because I know, you know, what my talent level was, and, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt like I could have earned a spot on the team, you know, especially watching the NBA and half the NBA is my friends and guys I grew up with at the time. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. These guys were not only playing, they were the best players in the league at the time. Mm-hmm. So I felt to myself, like, yo, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know I was all American with this dude. If he the best player in the league, I could at least be eighth, ninth, tenth man on the roster. You know what I'm saying? No, I always felt like you know. it's it's always weird. Like it's always like more who you know than what you know, you know. It's you know, like as far as yeah. like I feel like if we with me and you was like we came out now, like a long yeah. mistake, we both be first round picks. Because yeah, well, we, you know, T Rex, it's all timing, brother. Yeah, you know, yeah, life, life yeah. is about timing and opportunities. You know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have to. You know, people talk about luck, but you just have to be prepared and ready when your time is called. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know, I know, like, you know, sometimes when you play in basketball, like people don't understand as a basketball player the amount of emotions and the amount of ups and downs and the mental uh, stuff that happens with you trying to put pressure on yourself to achieve and mm-hmm. do things that you're trying to do. Um, and it's depressing because I, you know, I remember, I'll tell you a quick story, you know, when I was coming out of Lonely State, that draft, you know, I had a, I had a high power agent, you know, everything. And, you know, on draft day, when, when, when you're going through the draft, your agent is constantly on the phone with you because they're back and forth with the NBA teams mm-hmm. and they know that you pretty much know when you, where you're going and where you're going to get drafted by and stuff. Mm-hmm. So on draft day, I've gotten like, I got maybe four calls from my agent. Mm-hmm. You know, saying that I'm getting ready to get drafted next on this team or that team. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna name the teams and all that stuff, but there was four different teams that were supposed to draft me in the second round, coming from my agent. Now, who mm-hmm. knows if he was telling the truth or not telling the truth? Mm-hmm. I didn't see any reason for him to 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 lie, 
but you calling me, you know, I just got off the phone with such and such, and they say that they're drafting you in the second round here. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, okay. you know, going through that drive, you know, I'm excited. We're sitting around my family watching, and then, you know, you don't hear your name call, you know, and I like, you know, immediately, you know, went into an extreme state of depression for mm. months. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I went in the bathroom and just cried for hours, you know what I'm saying, after that draft that day. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then I took, I, I stopped, I didn't play. Like, you know, I, I stopped working out. Like, just, I didn't do anything after I didn't get drafted. I just chilled. Like, I was just depressed for like a month or something. And what happens is, you know, you can't do that. Those are things you, like, you have, this is this, you just got to keep working and working and working. Mm-hmm. But at that time and that age, you know, I don't know that. So then when your opportunity actually comes up, you're not prepared. So you just shot yourself in the foot because you let one, you know, you let one incident dictate the rest of how your career is going to start and go. Mm-hmm. So I got an opportunity to, uh, like a month later, I got an opportunity to go to the D League, which was, you know, the G League was the D League at the time, mm-hmm. you know, and I went to play for Fayetteville, uh, I forgot, Patriots. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just got a call out of the blue. And I'm I'm so depressed. Like I ain't working out. I ain't doing nothing. I'm at the crib. I ain't in the gym. And you know, I'm not blessed with the best basketball body. So <laughs> two weeks off for me, you know, I didn't probably gain 20 pounds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, right, these, right. These, these are things, you know, honestly, to to move into almost probably the next segment. <laughs> the things that I went through as a basketball player and experiences in my life. You know, I, I truly believe that God prepared me to to deal with my son now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wasn't blessed to get all of the things that I was trying to achieve. And I think the things that I went through, I know the things that I went through in basketball and life has prepared me to, to guide him through what he's going through. And that and that makes me, that makes that underachievement part feeling that I have completely go away. So, you know, any, anything that I thought, like I thought basketball was the best thing ever in my life the most fulfilling thing that I would ever do in life was play basketball and play at a high level and that doesn't even come close remotely close to watching your son do it so that's all God's work you know what I'm saying no no definitely man definitely I agree with you 100% it's weird because you like in all parents you want your kids to be better than you right absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. And whatever it is, it didn't even yeah. have to be basketball. Yeah, exactly. You know, just, exactly. You know, we got, I got lucky that he chose that path and I had the experience to be able to help him. But, you know, it, no matter what they are, you as a parent, you know, you, you go, you rooting for them to do better. And, you, you know, you just extremely excited for them to achieve things, you know? No, no, definitely. Definitely. Like I said, I was like, every time I see him, I'd be like, I remember when you was a baby. I saw you when you was a baby. <laughs> Boy, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And I was yeah. just like, man, you know, the fact that he's doing this thing, I'm just really proud of him. But I'm also really proud of you as being his dad and understanding the situation. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. You know, no, no. So I want to say this. You didn't underachieve. You led the conference in scoring. Average like 20 a game. You know, should have been played a year. You know, give or take myself. Um, you know, but you know, being Jerry Green. Yeah, um, Jerry, yeah. I, I told Jerry, like, you know, 
Me and Rock should have been played a year that year. It's not just, you know, when I yeah. interviewed him, you know, you should have been played a year that year. Yeah, no, they, they uh, did, Jerry, Jerry did work. He's a hell of a player, though. No, no, no. He, said, he also said that you was the hardest player he ever had to guard ever in college. You know, he, he said, yeah. yeah, he said that he's like, Rock was the hardest by far. <laughs> so, um, so you you know, you, you're leading the conference to score and you're all conference Big West first team. Um, and like I said, you, you don't get drafted. What's the next thing after that? Well, like, I, well, obviously, I just told you a story yeah, about with, the G League, how yeah, I yeah. reacted, how mm-hmm. I reacted next, you know, and what happened next. So from there, you know, I went from the G, the, the D League at the time. You know, I played with Tiny Archibald. Uh, I go down there. I'm probably there for two or three weeks, and Tiny Archibald gets fired. You know, so. Oh. Yeah, so they they bring in, um, you know, I was just working my way back into shape and playing and, you know, starting to be, uh, you know, have a role on that team. And then they bring in, uh, what's, 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 who's, what's the coach at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh right now? Uh, you got me on you know that one. You know yeah, play that yeah. dude, black dude. Uh, Johnny Hawkins? Is it Hawkins? No, 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 no. He about our age. He's a little bit, like a little bit older. Oh, 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 can't uh, is it Cam, Camby? No, I was going to say Camby, but no, it's, uh, I can't think it's, of his name. Really, but... it's, it's killing me right now. Anyway, I went and his dad got the job. His dad was a coach mm-hmm. as well. His dad passed away, rest in peace. But I went and he came in. And, you know, it's a business, you know, not that he didn't like me or he didn't, but I just wasn't his guy. You know, so course, he ended up he ended up bringing in his guys, mm-hmm. and they cut me. You know, so my first uh, I came home back to Cali, and I think my first gig was uh, out in Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Went out mm-hmm. to Dominican Republic for my first pro gig. Probably made like eight hundred dollars a week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And had to take what I could take to get pushing, get moving. Uh, you know, and I end up, I played well out there. You know, I got MVP and all that stuff and slid, led the league in scoring and took them mm-hmm. to the chip and all that stuff. So that was my first humbling, you know, be- that was my humbling beginnings of being a pro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and from there, you know, I got lucky enough to be able to go around the world and play. Um, I played in, you know, Colombia, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, as I mentioned, uh, France, Portugal, China, uh, uh, Colombia, uh, that's what I'm mean. Yeah, in uh, Philippines. Okay. So, okay. you know, I played, I don't know, off and on probably nine years, nine to, nine to 10 years. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, I ended up, ended up uh, retiring. You know, I had my kids and I had my family. You know, at the time, my wife couldn't really, uh, she couldn't travel with me. She didn't have her papers done and all that stuff. So, I ended up retiring because my son was, you know, I was, you know, you know that life, you'd be gone nine yeah, months out the yeah, year. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, I just needed, I needed to be there for my family. And, I, you know, my son was getting older. I didn't, I didn't want to be an absentee dad. <laughs> so No, I, no, I, I get that. Retired. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I get that. So. Trust me, it's a situation where, you know, I remember like my, my last year, my son was like three years old, you know, and he, he was crying when I left. And I was just like, well, yeah. This is this is gonna be my last year because you know I just didn't want to be the money start being real funny and yep. like it wasn't worth the, it wasn't worth the trip anymore. Um, yeah. And so like I just didn't want to just be playing you know I didn't want to be just playing just to play you know what I'm saying like just just playing just to play yeah you really know those that money. money get tricky over there man yeah, yeah. the contracts money you know it's a it's a real grind I mean obviously we blessed to have done it. 
but it, it wasn't all glitz and glamour for sure. Oh man, heck no, nah, man. It was a situation <laughs> where, no, nah, heck no, nah, man. It was hard. It was really hard at points. You know Very what hard. So, yeah. Very um, hard, brother. But, no. you know, what we you did mean? it is what it is. Like I said, these experiences help us not only just with my son, just, you know, just with the next generation of kids. You know, obviously I coach and I train and, you know, I, I, I was able to touch a lot of young kids, like help them throughout their journey, just based on, you know, uh, based on my past and not even in my best past. Most of, most of the lessons and knowledge I give them is based on stuff that I messed up on. So. That's the whole point of it. That's the whole point of it. Like yep. to give them the knowledge so they don't make the same mistakes that you Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and you know, and so like you said, you did 10 years or 19 years overseas, you retired. Um, what would be the best advice that you could give? Like, like, you know, obviously you have a son in the next generation, but the next mm -hmm. generation of, of like rocks who are in college trying to go to wherever NBA overseas or whatever the case is. Yeah, um, uh, you know. The, the, the thing, the most important thing that I could tell, I know for a fact now, is the only thing you got to do is you got to, it sounds corny as hell, but you just got to keep working. Like, no matter what, work, work, work. You know what I'm saying? Lock it, be dedicated to the game. Like, you can't play this game um, for what the game brings you. That's, mm -hmm. That can't be your motivation. You know what I'm saying? Your motivation got to actually be the love of the game. Because the game is so mm -hmm. tough, man. If you don't love it, you ain't going to succeed. You know, and all of the things that come along with playing basketball, uh, it starts with being successful on the court. Like, those things will be there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I, I just tell kids, like, yo, you just got to work. Like, everything else will come. You just got to focus on your game, focus on getting better, and have tunnel vision. No matter what, no matter what obstacles, no matter how many times you fail, you know, while you're playing, because you have such a short window of your life to play basketball, while you're playing, you have to give every ounce of what you have until you're done. Like, you, that's it. Like, if you if you feel like you you know don't want to work no more, then you should you just shouldn't play. <laughs> no, I agree. I 100% agree. 100%. 100% agree on that one. I think um, you know, while you're in it, just do it because, like you said, like yeah. once it's over, it's over. It's know? over. It's over. It's over. Yeah, yeah, ain't no coming over. back. So. Nope. When did you know it was time to hang it up? You just, you just all you just kind of knew. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think you know I'm a pretty fat guy, but I was pretty damn explosive. You know what I mean? Like I, I could jump, you know, with the best of them, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, I think, I think one day, one year, I was in the, um, I think I was playing in the AB, not the, the ABA, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> you know, I got on the break, you know, and I took off like, you know, I'm, I could jump, you know, I take off real light, like. I said, oh, you know, got to the point. I'm trying to dunk with two hands, end up finger rolling with one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, that was like the first time where I kind of was getting to the point like, damn, I can't even jump like I used to. You know <laughs> what happened? So I didn't I didn't quite retire then because obviously it was, you know, it was still my my way of making money and uh, living for my family. But I knew I was getting close around that time. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was getting close. It was it was getting you know, like when I, I'm, I'm taking off for a dunk and I'm yeah. I'm barely making a layup. Okay. I finger roll it. So so yeah, I, you know. <laughs> you know, fortunately I could shoot, I could score and all that stuff. So like I played some more years. Uh, without relying on my athleticism, I was still just good enough to be able to support the way I did. But 
Yeah, that body is unforgiving. You know, you know the worst part. The, the worst part about basketball. What I tell kids is that the older you get, the better player you actually become. It's just the worse your body becomes. That like, is I true. know right now, if I had the same body that I did when I was young, yep. I'd be I'd be probably ten times a better player than I was right, right now. Right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right. But right, that right. that body, uh, you know, that body don't stay with you all the years. So. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, let's say so. You retire, right? And mm-hmm. how was the transition for you? after uh you know after you retire you know the tra- the transition for me actually was like it was really hard to be honest with you like mm-hmm. i'm not even gonna lie to you because and, it, and it's it, it's not like the it's not because of money or what you you know what you get from the game the transition for me was so hard because i had done this at a high level my whole life mm-hmm. and it was something that i was extremely in love with doing and the feeling that you get from basketball, uh, from playing in a packed arena, you know, from from being someone looked upon as, you know, almost as a star, or you know, playing in the playing in another country, the excitement of getting a new job and going to another country and exploring the other country, and you know competing at another in another country in another venue and uh, having a chance to compete and play those are feelings of uh you know that can't be matched when you come home and you're just like working a regular job or, you know what i'm saying or you know what i'm saying Travis? No, no. oh i know i know <laughs> yeah. so so you, you you know you almost basketball players are so lucky or you know because we we almost don't have to really grow up in those years because you're really just playing a sport and playing a game mm-hmm. that you played your whole life, mm-hmm. right? So when you mm-hmm. come home, you 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 come in what I call to the real world and like mm-hmm. real grown up, real world stuff. Yeah, and it's it's a bit of a shocker at first, you know, because you don't you know the adrenaline rush and what you feel that basketball can give you. You don't have that outlet no more. No, no. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have that outlet no more. So it was difficult for me to deal with. Um, you know, I would I would stress out a lot, you know, and I would, you know, you work in regular jobs, you just you just, you know, you're paying bills, you don't you're not looking forward to doing anything. It's tough. So mm-hmm. the thing that made it, you know, obviously got me through is my family, you know, family, family gets you through those things. You know, my wife, you know, my kids, you know, and I put my energy into really started, I started coaching and I started training, and, you know, make sure that I was around the game as much as I can be, um, you know, and now I enjoy my boring life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, you were opposite of me, man, because I, I I won nothing to do with basketball for like years after I played. I was mad at the world. I was mad at myself. I was mad. I was even mad at God, you know, God forbid. I I don't, you know, like not not the case now, but I was like, God, was I that big of an asshole? Like for me not to be playing anymore, you know? So I got really, really low and I just, you know, at points. Well, we, we were, we were actually not opposite. We were actually the same. We just reacted opposite, opposite, you know, how we dealt with it, but we were going through the same feelings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You know what I'm saying? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, no, you had, like you said, you had your family. I had my family. It just different. You had your, like 
your wife, your kids. Right. I had, you know, I was going through with my son's mom at the time. You know, it was uh, a lot going on, the money situation. It was just, mm-hmm. just it, tough. It was, it was real life stuff. Yes, yes. Stuff that you would have been in another country probably just sending some bread back. Making sure your family good, but you're doing your thing now. Really good. You, know you didn't saying? have to. You didn't like when you you're overseas. It, it like you said, it isolates you from like real world stuff. Absolutely, like, it, it keeps you so locked in on like all I got to do is hoop tonight. You all I got to do is play basketball. Yeah, That's all it. I got to do is get up and hoop. And, and, and I'm a direct. I'm a, I'm a wire this money over to her, so my man could be good and blah blah blah, and I'm good. That's it. Pretty much. <laughs> like seriously, seriously. Like, cause like once you hear like, okay, I wire my mama some bread or my son some bread or yep. whatever. Like, I don't have to hear about it for a month. Yeah, you, know, you did like, your oh, job. <laughs> yeah, I'm you good. Know, you did your job. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So yeah, I just give you know like I, I give you so much respect because people don't realize you know like Rock was the first dude who had like a real family in college. Like he had like a wife and two kids. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? in college. Like, you know, in college, you thinking about kicking and going out, bro. Rock had, like, I got to go home to the wife and kids. You know what I'm saying? In college, like, yeah, Rock no was one of those yeah, dudes. You know, Long Beach State was one of those schools that half the team had no kids. The other half was family men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know we, did have, we did have a unique situation, though. Yeah, bro. no, no. It wasn't like, oh, let's go, like, go to the bar. To the club. Like, no, I got to check in with the wife. I gotta make yeah. sure the wife is cool with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I ended up having my, my second kid my senior year in college. So I had two. That's what I said. Yeah. I remember. I remember like, yeah, you I had a two, real two family. Rock yeah. had a real family, <laughs> like a real family. That's all right. That's why I'm chilling now, though, because I they all grown. <laughs> yeah, right. you don't have to worry about it, you know, because all the kids are out of the house. My, uh, my youngest is 18 and he's about to be gone, so. You know, that's no, no, that's the good thing about I'm gonna it. have my fun now, man. Wifey, that's when we're gonna be traveling all over the all over the world now, having some fun. Oh no, no, definitely, man. Like I said, you got to be to the in Cone, Nebraska, Kansas, <laughs> you know, all the <laughs> Iowa State, you know, all that. Yeah, I ain't man. looking forward to all that cold, but yeah, I will be there though. For sure. No, I got you. I got you. <laughs> well, last question for you, Rock. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we always ask our our uh, you know, people who come on the show with this last question, you know, like at, at some point in time in your career or after, um, we all go through those low points uh, of being, you know, basketball or life, you know, and we always ask, like, how did you get out of it? You know, we always, people always want to know, how mm-hmm. did you get out of it? Everybody can get into the low points, but how do you get out of oh, it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, you know, for me, uh, Another corny thing, like corny things, just the truth, you know. It's it's more to me. It's like my personal relationship with God, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh, that ain't corny. To, that's real. That's facts. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fact, man. Like, you know, to me, to me, to me, God and my family, God and my family is everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, especially the older you get, you realize that, um, you know, nothing is really worth worth accomplishing if you don't have your loved ones to share it with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, my loved ones is obviously my my whole family, but my immediate family that I created. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's not enough motivation to get you out of a hole, then I, I don't know what else would be. You know no, that's, that's great, man. That's 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 a hundred percent. Yeah, without God, like I said, you know, I wouldn't have made it through. You know, even though I I I was mad at him. But you know, yeah. eventually no, that's, that's I, I got do. over myself, and then you know, yeah. Situation, situation and, and, and I'm not, and I'm not a, I'm not a quote unquote holy roller either. You know what I'm saying? I, that's why I made 
mention that my personal relationship, you know what I'm saying, yeah. with God mm-hmm. is, is, you know, more important. I ain't, I ain't at a church every Sunday. I ain't, you know, I ain't preaching and doing all that. But, you know, I got to tell my son, the more, most important thing is your personal relationship. No, no, I agree with you. Like, you know, like God is knowing all, seeing all. So it ain't about being, the, you know, like the high, like I go to church every Sunday or whatever, whatever. Right. Like he has personal relationships with everybody. So look, I, I, I yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like, oh, when I was overseas, he was my relationship, my closest because I was- That's it, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No well, doubt. You know, so we will, well, thank you, Mr. Lord. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I, <laughs> people don't, I, I've been trying to get Rock on for about a year, you know what I'm saying? Rock has always been busy, you know? So I just appreciate him uh, coming on, you know? I got so. Nah, I don't make it seem like I always been busy. He just ain't. He just. He just had the, the, the more important guests go first. You know what I'm saying? I just had to wait my turn. The bigger names went first. It's all good. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. No, stop it. Stop it. I would. I would have took. I would have took Rock first. He'd have been the first interview. But I know he was busy. You know. You know. He, he, he doing his future. So I respect that. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, all good, brother. I appreciate you, man. No, nah, no problem. You know what I'm saying? Um. Well. I know you're really not a big guy on social media and things like that, but you know, let people know where they can follow you. You know, um, check out what you're doing if you if you allow yeah. them to. You know, what I'm saying. Oh Give no, no, I'm on, I'm on social media. You know, I'm a foodie. I just probably, you know, I pretty much post everything I eat all the time. <laughs> you do. Even you know, making me morning. hungry. I'll be like, I can't look at rock stuff. You <laughs> making me hungry. Yeah, ain't nothing too important. But you know, more importantly, you guys follow my son. You know, that's that's it. That's bigger for me, uh, you know. My my uh, my Instagram is uh, senior dot Lloyd, uh, and my son is Ramel Lloyd with two D's at the end. You know, follow him, keep up with us. You know, he got next. Oh, definitely, and I mean, like, yeah. If y'all ain't seen his son play, you better recognize because he's about to be something special uh, at the next level and beyond the next level. I think his game is a pro game and I'm not even gassing rock up because rock's my boy. Like his game is a pro game. It's not a, it's not a college game. It's an NBA game. And, um, you know, his game is, you know, like, like I, I've seen a lot of NBA guys in high school. Uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? A lot of NBA guys played against a lot of them. So I think his, you know, his son could be something special because he's six, you know, six, six long, smooth, can shoot it not afraid of the moment yeah, um, sure. got that yeah, got sure. that that got that dog and got that scores mentality like his daddy you know yeah, his dad was sure. never never afraid of the woman never afraid to take the big shot was six four but a bulldog hated to go yeah. against him in practice <laughs> like, damn i can't box rock out this big heavy ass i can push everybody yeah. out but hate to move rock. <laughs> hey and then there was no reps in practice so i was able to grab the yeah ball. exactly that's what i said rock was that's how he was man and so, uh, you know, but uh, thank you again for coming on the show, man. Like I said, you my brother, man. To bring you on anytime, anytime you want to come on, please come on. Um, you know, and like I said, thank you. And um, also, uh, you can catch you can catch me on uh, catch me on uh, Travis Reed, Travis W Reed on Instagram at Travis W Reed on Instagram, Travis W Reed on Facebook. I post all my social media there. Uh, some coming up with the show. Um, we're gonna start probably posting on YouTube clips and things like that of the whole show. Um, 
So, you know, we're trying to expand. We're trying to expand the show, get it bigger. Expansion is always good. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, always trying to expand and do some more things. So you'll be able to hear the voice, but you'll be able to also be able to see the face with the voice. So you'll be seeing Rock on my on my uh, social media. We'll, we'll put a clip on, you know, and, uh, you know, you'll you know, I'll post everything when he's coming because he's going to be coming pretty soon. Like I said, I thank you, Rock. Once again, you know what I'm saying? This show was brought right. to you by Bet Online. Like I said, football season might be over, but basketball yeah, is all in full effect, both yes, college yes. and pros. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to the next fired head coach, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BL. E-A-V to get started. It's not just basketball on Bet Online. It's your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage, which is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is the number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports and play all your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.